1: hello doug mellard hey doug benson how are you doing fantastic
2: what about you buddy
1: uh pretty good i'm pretty good uh excited about our guest today was booked recently and had to cancel and uh or you know postpone and uh so we shuffled around some dates and we're making it happen It's comedian, author, podcaster, Sarah Schaefer. Yeah. Have you written any books, Doug?
2: I have not written a book. Do I need you starting today?
1: (laughs) No, I was just just (laughs) asking. (laughs) Uh, You know, we might get into it with her, but it just seems to be like kind of a thing that uh, comedians end up doing at one point or another, but it doesn't. It doesn't happen for uh, all of us. I co-wrote a book with two other people, and that was that was enough of a headache that I was like, I don't want, to, <laughs> I don't want to write a book all by myself. Yeah. Uh, but you made a movie, though. Yeah. Can people see it? Uh,
2: it's still like on a festival run, so you know.
1: All right. Um, well, we'll make sure to bring it up when you when people can check it out. Yeah. It's called The Disappearance of Derby Dunske. <laughs> 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 what's it called?
2: The disappearance of Toby Blackwood.
1: Oh, I got the disappearance right. Uh, I like I der- What wrong. did you
2: say derby was? <laughs> derby dunskin?
1: Derby dun's cap.
2: That uh, sounds like an elf or something.
1: Yeah, I don't know why someone had a first name Derby. Uh, I mean, other than like uh, maybe it was a big family and they went alliteration and they ran out of D's. <laughs> you know, there's probably probably a Douglas Dunns cap. Um, but uh, now that we're in a giddy, silly mood, let's go chat with Sarah Schaefer. Let's go to work. hello sarah schaefer hello welcome to the wide world of dogs. it's so good to <laughs> be here <laughs> <laughs> say say hi to my co-host doug Mellard. hi hello
2: doug hi
1: <laughs> i told her to say hi to you uh doug and then you stepped all over it
2: well i was giving myself some self-love too
1: saying <laughs> hi to her. you do have <laughs> to do that uh, <laughs> Doug is a comedian currently uh, located in Austin, as a lot of comedians are. And, uh, and I, as I understand it, uh, Sarah and Doug have never uh, actually met. But no. uh, you'll get to know each other over this next hour. Um, so I'll start by asking you, Sarah, how are you?
3: I'm good. You know, uh, just getting through it.
2: i love it honest answer (laughs) yeah
3: Yeah. i you know i'm uh i uh i'm I, i it's like like how do i say this i'm i'm okay i'm 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 don't worry about me but i'm dealing with some medical stuff right now that is really stressful and it's like it's sort of overtaken my life for a little bit but i am okay no, I'm sorry. Uh, it's just dealing with a lot of like appointments and insurance company and schedules and not feeling like i should be prof- like risking getting COVID right now at all just because mainly because i just don't want any of this crap to be delayed any longer oh <laughs> so-
1: god yeah
3: Um, hopefully that wasn't too much information, but that is the honest answer. I'm getting through it.
1: (laughs) Well, that's, you know, that's good to hear. And, uh, you know, um, it's, I don't know, maybe it's, if all these, if there's going to be medical issues, maybe the timing is, uh, you know, better in terms of you have, you know, having the time to deal with it exactly you know if there's one yeah,
3: i'm like well if we're going to be you know handling all this and i'm i'm looking at it as uh it's like a, a situation where i have to have surgery and like but it could it, you know i don't know the full outcome yet but i know that what i'm doing could potentially save my life so i'm trying to uh look at it that way as like a miracle <laughs> you know right <laughs> like, yeah, like whoa! I was so lucky that all that happened. I
1: mean, I really—I yeah, so I think you have a terrific attitude. Like, uh, you know, I I gotta have this, you know, important surgery, but you know, in the meantime, let's go on a podcast with a couple of Dugs. Yeah, and uh, you know, it's what I need. This is—it's yeah.
3: perfect. It's perfect. I'm I'm I need the distraction.
1: Well, we are happy to provide it. That's a, in fact, that's probably not a bad slogan for our show for anyone who needs a
0: distraction.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> be distracted with the dogs. <laughs> it's got a nice alliteration and everything. I love um, it. There's a
3: lot worse things to be distracted with. It could be distracted with Jerry's. <laughs> and they're not, you don't want to mess with them. That's unhealthy. <laughs>
1: Well, that's what the show is about, for the most part. If we had to say it, it was about something uh, other Jerry's- than a couple of Dougs getting together, no, it's uh, <laughs> just just names and uh, you know how we can throw them around like that. Like uh, you know, I think we're all in agreement about the name Jerry when you said it. You know, like we just you just sort of know, even though obviously <laughs> when, when people are named as babies, they can't be like, well, this kid's going to be a real Jerry, but somehow <laughs> somehow Jerry's get there, you know, through. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nominative determinism or whatever but uh, uh so that's what we uh, that's what we dig into here and then so my first question for you is um just the emotional scars there must be from growing up with the name sarah with no h at the end yeah
3: you know um first off growing up i thought my name was sarah s um because there were so many other sarahs in my (laughs) class that we all went sarah p sarah s sarah m and so and be like what's your name little girl i'd be like sarah s oh my
1: god (laughs) someday
3: i'm gonna be on the bachelor (laughs) with several other
1: sarahs (laughs) but
3: yeah the the no h uh i find that with the h is more common so you know the the, the stress of that, I mean, truly, the, the trauma of it all really has followed me. No, but actually, it, Sarah Schaefer is a pretty uh, normal name, normal sounding name, I think, um, in our culture. And but so people never ask me how it's spelled. And I'm not joking. My name was misspelled in the yearbook almost every year.
2: <laughs>
3: oh, <God. laughs> like the first name you know there's two ways but that's the last sure. name schaefer i mean people really there's a there's a lot of variety there and so i i never when people are like oh i'm sorry i'm like i don't care like because it's so normal to me to have it misspelled that in a way it, it's it's just a reminder that my name is very normal to the point where people don't bother because you know when you when you meet someone even the last name like mellard am i saying that right miller right? You, you're the yeah. first
2: person to say it right
3: yeah <laughs> i'm sure people <laughs> do a double take and they go what how does that spell because they, it's not the most common name so i take it as a reminder of my normalcy and blandness um but i will say when i in when more recent years you know when i started touring more and getting to go tour in like other countries um that speak english you know australia the uk I realized that when you don't have an H in those countries, they, they aren't sure how to pronounce your name. And I uh-huh. go, is it Sarah
0: or Sarah?
3: <laughs> and I'm like, right. oh, I didn't know there was an option.
1: <laughs> so. Right. If, uh, but with an H, it's, I I don't even understand. I would imagine there's some people that call it, that pronounce it Sarah with an H.
3: They do. Right? I don't know. I don't know. But I, I, <laughs> I, I'm, I definitely wasn't going to be that girl growing up to be like, no, it's actually Sarah. Like, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I my nickname in my family is actually Bo, and um, I, I for years I've just gone by Bo in my family and. I realized a few years ago that I the my biggest career regret was not just going by Bo Schaefer cuz that's such a better name. Oh man. <laughs> I would be fam- I would be so famous if I had gone by <laughs> Bo Schaefer.
1: You'd be at least like you know Mo Collins level famous. Yeah, yeah. God or,
3: damn it. <laughs> or or Bo Bice. <laughs> Maybe not Bo Burnham levels, but definitely. Oh yeah, Bo Burnham's a big yeah. guy <laughs> missed. Um. <laughs> well, but it's such okay, a better so where name. Is, where does Bo come? Why did Sarah get okay, like called
1: Bo? In so
3: movie? it comes from my dad would sing. Uh, it came from Sarah, Sarah, Bobera, Fanana, Fana, Fofara, that whole thing. Uh, and then he yeah. started calling me Bobera and then it got shortened to <laughs> Bo. And now the nieces and nephews, they call me Bobo. So it's... Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> which I guess means idiot in Spanish. So I'm I'm uh, good with it. It, it works.
2: <laughs> you could get into the clowning business with Bobo.
3: I could. And... <laughs> Maybe it's a good it's a good time to get into clowning. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Which With each generation in your family, that story is going to get more complicated. <laughs> and you know what I mean. Like, what well, Bobo? Where'd that come from? Well, it's from you know it was Bo. Oh, all right. There's a lot more to it than that, right? <laughs> yeah. um, Not a very interesting odds, story. What are the odds that you'll get an H on your cup at Starbucks? I wonder. Do is it what's the percentage like if this was on the show card sharks or something like is it 50 percent
3: or higher i much higher i think it's a it's a almost always they just throw
1: the h on just because why the hell not it's going to sound the same when we announce it
3: yeah and i i don't even flinch uh you know it's just it doesn't matter to me i will say and i for a couple of years, there's like really close friends of mine would. Would sometimes spell it Sarah with an H in text messages and I would get. Kind of annoyed because <laughs> they'd be like, you know how to spell my name. Um, but then I realized they might be doing voice to text. <laughs> it's oh. autocorrect. And so I had to kind of let up on that uh, and just you, well, you at
2: least have to tell yourself that.
3: I know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, they're taking the extra time to type an unnecessary letter in you know, <laughs> talking with you. So at least uh you're that important to them.
3: Yeah. So I, I like you.
1: to look at it. Yeah. Uh and Schaefer's just gotta be I'll tell you the 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 positive side to Schaefer, uh the way it's spell you spell it. Is when you look at it, when you see it, there's probably only one pronunciation, right? If someone's yeah. looking at it, they yeah. pretty much nail it because they're just kind of forced into mm-hmm. saying it correctly just by just trying to say what's written there. But, yeah. but when they're spelling it, when someone else is trying to write it down, it must just be wrong all the time.
3: Oh, it's... In
1: every direction.
3: <laughs> it, uh, yeah. When um, people start, they'll go, Schaefer and they go. Is that with um, is that with two F's? And I'm like, back up. <laughs> we gotta get that. There's a there's a C in there. We gotta get that. Oh
1: my god, you're getting ahead of yourselves with the uh, the F. <laughs> yeah,
3: hang on. We got we got a couple other bases to
1: cover yeah, before we, we get got, to the F. <laughs> we have got five letters that with each one it could go any way, it could go in any direction, pretty much. I mean, I guess once you say the C, there has to be
3: an H. Yeah, but everything
1: else is pretty everything much... else is
3: up up in the air. Yeah. <laughs> um it's spelled like the beer. Uh, Schaefer beer is a right. old school beer um uh, but people don't know the beer so that doesn't <laughs> help. <laughs> they like the beer and they're like what?
0: <laughs> There's a beer from the down,
3: 70s. <laughs> they just write down Schlitz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um it, 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 it's a fun one but again I, I usually don't even correct people uh, unless it's for something serious or it's like my name the name of a TV show that I'm the host of or something like that but <laughs> yeah that, and yeah. just
1: they, it, yeah and again if they see it and then they say it they should be all right. It's just you can't let them you can't let them spell it. Yeah. Uh, they, they've probably got your name wrong on the Chiron at the bottom of a show that you're a guest on.
2: Oh yeah. That Especially if
1: you've done morning TV somewhere. <laughs> yeah.
3: That has that I have like a screen. Uh, and the thing is, I didn't even know. I probably didn't even notice it until you said that. And I'm like, I think there is one that I had just was looking at, you know, old photos. And I saw a screen grab of me on like a local news show. And I was like, ah, the two F's
2: <laughs> I went
3: for it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, what about um, with the name Sarah we were talking to recently we had uh, a Mary on Mary Santora was on, mm-hmm. and uh, she was talking about how people people that don't even know her very well that she just just met will jump to calling her mayor like shorting Mary to oh, mayor do <laughs> people do people go Sarah do you think people no. call you
3: Sarah uh, ever? I, I get Sarah bear um, oh my god
1: what i just got chills
3: my whole body just (laughs) yeah from the
1: idea of being called that
3: (laughs) yeah it's not great but you know what growing up there were there is really no nickname for sarah although some people say sally is a nickname for sarah somehow (laughs) Um, Somehow. i know and i'm like that's not there's a lot of like nicknames like that um that in women's like old-timey names that it's like how is that um but Sarah growing up did not have a a easy nickname. Um, And I kind of, there was a time where I was like, I I was jealous of people who had, you know, a million choices for nicknames, but no, no. I would get a lot of uh, Schaefer, Schafe, Chafe. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) that, That was one that I really enjoyed as a young woman being called Chafe.
1: Um, Yeah. And chafe is also misleading because it's not, it's not spelling that part of your name correctly. (laughs) No. And then I I sort of,
3: I reclaimed it in, um, in college, I was like a camp counselor and that somebody started it it, it somehow it would happen multiple times in my life where a group, it was usually guys, they would go from Schaefer to chafe to chafe. It just their heads went there, and so I reclaimed it a little in at that camp, and I was like, "Yeah, my nickname is Chafe, and uh, don't rub me the wrong way, guys." You know, yeah, I I was always destined for comedy greatness.
1: Yeah, or the roller derby. (laughs) 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 That's such a roller, you know, fun. They always have fun names Mm -hmm. and uh, (laughs) Chafe. uh chafer is uh, that's a good one yeah (laughs) um (laughs) doug has never written a book
3: no that's that's sad
1: (laughs) 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 Uh, good for you though to pump you up sarah because you have tell us about your book
3: oh (laughs) thank. i love that transition um (laughs) uh yeah i did i wrote a book um and it's called grand and it's a memoir. Um, I would say it's a little different than your typical comedian memoir. It's not, you know, a bunch of essays uh, that are uproarious. Uh, I would say it's more of a journey. um, And it it dips into a little more serious, uh, sad stuff than I guess a normal comedian memoir would, but, it's about me going into the grand Canyon on this like eight day whitewater rafting trip. And while I'm down there, I'm reflecting back on, on like the, the big stories of my life. And, um, it's funny, but it's also emotional. Um, and it was really hard to write, but, uh, I'm very proud of it. So if you like something that sounds, if that sounds like something you would enjoy, I definitely recommend it. It's got the highs and lows of life.
2: Yeah. I
1: don't think. You're, oh, go ahead.
2: No, you, you go. I don't think I could have written that book. So <laughs>
3: <laughs> it, it was, I, I um was thinking about it earlier today. Actually, I was thinking about how I'm working on like a script, you know, like the typical person in Hollywood. And I, um and I'm even, you know, I was even at a coffee shop working on it. So I was really fitting the mold. <laughs> and um I thought, At one point, I was like, God, this fucking sucks. I'm so bad at this. And I just reminded myself, like, remember when you didn't think you could write a whole book and you did and you're proud of how it turned out, like, just remember. That the light is come, you know, that there is an end to this and you'll be you'll get it to where it needs to be and it'll be good. And I would say that that was, you know, it definitely accomplishing that definitely made me feel like I could do anything now if I could do that. (laughs) uh... very challenging in every way. Um, but I did it.
2: I feel like you've had a good therapist in your life at some point from some of the things you've said.
3: Oh yeah. (laughs) uh, I love her. Her name's Winnie. Uh, shout out to Winnie. Thank you. (laughs) She's really great. She, I've been giving
2: you some good tools.
3: Yeah. She's really helped me with my life (laughs) and with the book. She wrote it. No, just kidding. uh, (laughs) She was my ghostwriter. What which came first, the idea to write? Like,
1: did the book? Were you like, I'm going to be on this river for eight days. This is a good time for you to gather my thoughts for a book, or did the?
3: Did uh, it come no. to you during it? Yeah, I I, I so I got I was very fortunate. I got a book deal before writing the book, and uh, based on like a book proposal, and the proposal was wildly different than what the book ended up being. Um, but
2: it was about a I, dragon.
3: It was, it was, <laughs> it was a, a novel about a baby dragon just trying to find his way. <laughs> no, but um, I, I sold the book and then I wrote my first draft and I got my notes back from my editor and they were, uh, devastating. I mean, just like, I thought maybe that it wasn't going to work out. Like I thought, Ooh. like, and I, you know, have you, if you've ever gotten feedback on something, criticism is really hard to take no matter what And it, it's easy to go. Well, they're wrong. Um, but in this case, every word I was like, she's fucking right every say you know she i mean i had written so much and she maybe liked like one chapter <laughs> and i was like oh fuck!" and so i was really down and then literally like the next week i went on this trip in the grand canyon with my sister and so i was feeling very low about myself uh in many ways when i went down there and had a very really transformative experience and it was about a month and a half two months later that i thought oh what if i brought this story that's so fresh in my mind that's full of life and so easy and fun to write about to lighten this book that feels very heavy and uh, i ran it by her and she was like i think that sounds promising give it a go and uh, it's hard when you know they're like give it a try you're like i'm just gonna try writing a whole book again okay <laughs> and, and, and then i hope you like it um, <laughs> um, and then i i did it and it worked well it, you know, i had to write another couple drafts to to get it really honed in but um in a way the book it's weird i couldn't write this in the book you know people reading it wouldn't know that like some of my low feelings that i had about myself in the grand canyon had to do with the book itself that i was that they were reading <laughs> but uh it it was um it was a really fun adventure and very challenging emotionally and uh uh, but you know you can read all about it
1: (laughs) (laughs) it sounds grand
3: yeah (laughs)
1: Uh, the title i'm realizing has many or at least two or three meanings
3: it does it definitely does Uh, at one point the editor the publisher they were like we're just not sure how to categorize this book because it's like kind of funny but it's also like very moving and poignant And we just want to make sure we're marketing it correctly. So what we were thinking maybe changing the title to "Ain't That Grand"?
1: (laughs) Oh (laughs) Oh, no! no. Or like
3: "Ain't (laughs) It Grand"? And I just went, "Absolutely not." (laughs) Uh, It wasn't my editor. It was like some person on a marketing team. You know, God love them. You know, and and they were like, "Ain't It Grand?" And I was like, "You know, I've never said that." No one in my life has ever said that. I don't think that can be the title of my book. I appreciate Okay, that. well,
1: we've got another pitch for you. We were worried you wouldn't like that one. What do you Can we need a more positive name? What do you think about Yes, you Kenya <laughs>
3: Now that I would have considered. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was reminded when we
1: were, you know, cause grand is, uh, I think that's a great title and, um, there's an actor with grand as a, uh, first name, which is, I, I oh. think I, I've only seen it the one time he's in, uh, he's in diehard. So you see his name in a, <laughs> it's in, in diehard a lot, but his name, and again, this is the middle initials, maybe like acting. I, I don't know. Cause how many people are, their first name is grand and would need to change anything uh, for a SAG, but uh, <laughs> but it's just such a memorable name to me because his name is Grand, middle initial L, so it's Grand L Bush. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's the black that's... dude that's in the helicopter with Robert Davi, and they're both named Agent Johnson. Uh,
2: yeah, Johnson and Johnson.
1: Yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> oh wow, that's a that's a memorable name.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Grand is a first name. Uh, Or a book name is is, uh, certainly unique. (laughs) What about your middle name? What's going on there? What have you been hiding from us?
3: Oh, God. Okay. So once again, (laughs) hitting with the normal name, but definitely not spelled normal. I've got Carol. Okay.
1: (laughs) Okay. Can we guess how it's spelled? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So it's not C-A-R-O-L. That's the traditional Yeah. Way. Um, Two right, so L's? Let's, let's see. We got Sarah with no H. And then Carol. What could, what could possibly.
2: I think it's C A R O L with an H on the end.
1: Oh, <laughs> Carol. Uh, <laughs>
3: Carol. Oh, but uh, I just thought of one that I've seen. What about mm. Carol with an E at the end? Yes, it's Carol with an E. Okay. <laughs> like Christmas Carol sometimes is spelled with an E. Uh, right. if, you're, if you're feeling fancy, uh, yeah. it's, it's fancy Carol. Um, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's, I'm, that's my, that was my aunt's name. Uh, and so I got Carol as a middle name, which I love. It's just so Carol.
2: So you, have a um, mis- <laughs> you have a history of misspellings in your family.
3: I do, I do. <laughs> um, my mom's it name is Billy, with an IE, so she, oh, wow, yeah, right on that, that train, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I had to go through this,
1: somebody else needs to go through this. Yeah. <laughs> Unnecessary letters. Uh, yeah. And also, like, I feel like a lot of people don't put any thought into how the three names sound together with middle names because they just go into it. Like, well, this is just something we're required to do is come up with a middle <laughs> name. And it's usually, a, you know, from family or something just to be able to say to them, Hey, look, we put your name in the middle and it's rarely going to be spoken. Uh, but Sarah Carroll, Sarah Carroll Schaefer, like it, it doesn't, it flows. doesn't feel like they thought about it.
3: it I think it flows.
1: Sarah, okay, Carol say, say it in a, how you like to hear it. Sarah Carroll
3: Schaefer. <laughs> okay, Schaefer. Really, I'm bumping on Schaefer, but Sarah Carroll is, is a good. I'm seeing it. I'm seeing Sarah Carroll now. I'm liking it more. And yeah. in fact,
1: did you ever think about just pushing those together and throwing a hyphen in there? Oh, I'd love Sarah that. Carol. I, there's Sarah
3: so Carol. I, I have so many regrets. There's so many ways that my name <laughs> could have been more interesting and, and marketable. Uh, you know, and I, I I'm just the dud Sarah Schaefer. Uh, and you know and also there's already a Sarah S who's very famous in comedy and uh, I sometimes um, I think people they'll mix me up in weird ways not like in comedy stylings or whatever but sometimes I think people think they're getting Sarah Silverman because they just their brain did a little weird thing and then they realize it's Sarah Schaefer and they're bummed uh, and are these the,
2: l- the lows you talk about in your book. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> these are my traumas. <laughs> um, and you know, the Sarah, the Sarah, so I, I literally pitched a show. This literally <laughs> happened to me one time I was pitching a show all around town. And I, one of the stops I made was Hulu and, uh, they go, you know, this is such a great idea. Um, but we literally have a a show in the same vein from Sarah Silverman. Oh my God. And they were like, we can't have two shows with a, a woman named Sarah S. And I was like, but there's 12 talk shows hosted by a guy named jimmy so <laughs> <laughs> but they, i mean it's true though that would have been crazy i mean like it it, it wasn't gonna work but I, so i remember going because we ended up not being able to sell the show anywhere and i remember going back to hulu and being like can you at least get me a job writing on that show <laughs> 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 um it didn't then that didn't happen either but uh, well, uh it was um I don't mind having a similar name to Sarah Silverman because I like her, but you know, it's better than having the similar name to other people that I won't name.
1: (laughs) Oh, I mean, this, my having the same name as Doug Mellard has been a nightmare. (laughs) 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 That's why we had to do this show just to reconcile
3: uh, the the hatred in my heart. Exposure (laughs) therapy. Yeah. And
2: And Sarah Silverman's dog, right? (laughs)
3: where <laughs> her dog is named
1: Doug? At least in the well, show it was. It was, well, yeah, in real life it was named Duck, but everybody thought she was saying Doug, so then when she had a <laughs> fictional version of the same dog you know, I mean, when the dog appeared as himself uh, she, <laughs> she still she went with Doug on the TV show. Um, I, I like that dog very much. Uh, rest in peace. <laughs> yeah. She's got a Aww. new. She's got a new little dog now. That's uh, and That dog's name is Mary, <laughs> uh, and we're trying to we're trying to get her on the show. Um, <laughs> trying trying to secure a booking. But we've got we've got so much more to talk about with uh, Bobo Sarah Carroll. And, uh, <laughs> we'll do that right after this break. We'll be right back. <laughs> We're back. Sarah Schaefer, it's time to move off of your name and mm-hmm. on to the more difficult questions mm-hmm. regarding the name Doug. <laughs> How many Dougs do you feel like you've known in your life?
3: Okay. Aside from you and right? now Doug Mellard. Right. Um, okay. I can only think of one and because he's typical, he's not a, not a good memory. I, I hate to bring oh, it to you. It's a bad Doug, bad Doug. And, uh, in, in other areas, for instance, in my book or in a couple like old standup material, I have mentioned him, but I always use a different name, but Doug was always better because it's so Doug. Sorry, no offense, but Doug was
2: Oh, none taken. Doug was no, a bo- uh, my
3: Doug was my boss. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, at, at my first day job when I moved to New York City. And he was almost to the point, you know, where they people use say that old saying of like if I wrote this people would say it wasn't believable. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. Cuz he was just such a cartoon character of like like the horrible boss and um when I, I remember when i so it was a law firm and if this is difficult for you guys because your name is doug please just let me know to stop. <laughs> no we gotta hear
1: it we gotta hear it because you know this is happening out there in our name and we can't we can't just pretend it's not going on
3: honestly i think he might be the only other dog i've ever known um, that I can recall. But when one I dog worry is, now
1: that you might steer clear of Dougs because of what... Well, what, that's the what thing, yeah.
3: I, but, or, or the other possibility being that this Doug was such a looming force in my life and memories that all other do, Dougs, all other Dugs <laughs> have been overshadowed and I didn't form memories of any <laughs> of the other
1: Dougs. It's
2: <laughs> right, it's the
3: only name, it's the only
1: <laughs> face you can imagine when you hear that name.
3: Um. But anyway, Doug, uh, when I showed up, so it was a law firm in New York city. I got the job through a previous employer. Uh, I lived in New Orleans for a short year before moving to New York right after college. And my boss from New Orleans hooked me up with this job in New York. And, um, I worked closely with one of the managing partners of the firm, Doug. And when I get there, I'm like on his team. It was called the New Matters Team. We, we went after and organized our, our, the new cases coming in to the firm. And um, Doug, when I first got there, my supervisor was like, okay, uh, you gotta, I got to warn you about Doug. You
2: know, <laughs> oh my god,
3: like, he's a nightmare, and I'm like, oh lord, oh, this no, is the guy that gave Doug. me Doug gave me the job. Doug is the friend, you know, right. and um, they're like, and I'm like, well, give me an example. And they're like, well, he farts really loud during meetings, <laughs> and he'll literally lift his leg. I mean, this is like a law firm on the top floor (laughs) of a skyscraper in Manhattan (laughs) and he's lifting his leg and ripping them during a meeting and I'm thinking no fucking way this is these people are exaggerating he did it once and now they're just you know clowning (laughs) on him forever and they won't let it go sure enough I mean it's literally like my first month there and we're in a meeting and we're like in his office and we're the team is like arranged in a sort of like L shape around his desk and I can see I'm like looking at him where he's profile. So I'm almost like behind the, you know, the apron of his desk. I can see his full body and he truly he did exactly what they said. He lifted his leg up and he farted What in the middle of the meeting. And I mean, I have never had to work so hard I mean tears were coming out of my eyes because i was working so hard not to laugh i'm just like leafing through my new matters report just like whoa page four has got some data on it that we should look at <laughs> I'm like and uh he, i mean that's just the tip of the ice tip tip of the doug berg um, <laughs> I, you know he clipped know his nails you know. during meetings um you know one time i was in his office and he was like it literally I'm like mid sentence telling him something and he just gets up and, and leaves. <laughs> and I'm like, what am I, what do I do? <laughs> uh, you know, you just do stuff like that. And then, and he also made sexual comments. I, I probably wouldn't go so hard on him if he didn't also sexually harass me, but <laughs> Good Lord. Uh, yeah. And he was just a, you know, uh, he would just, it's just every day was a new adventure. And we would just play this game. We were like, is Doug evil or stupid? And it was kind of like how people would talk about George W. Bush, you know? They would be like, Is he evil or is he stupid? And like, you know, we we would just go round and round talking about how he was. You know, he grew he was like to me the the classic um failing upwards, like mediocre white guy stereotype that people joke on where it's like he came you know he was born with a silver spoon in his mouth he you know loved yachting going out on sailboats and yachts and shit and like he just was in the, making so much money and we were like what does he even do you know what how is he allowed to be this successful it's like if any one of us did one of these things we would be like fired immediately so that's my Doug.
2: And if you like commented on his fart, would you, I assume, get in a lot of trouble? Like how's he
3: he would just go, he would just kind of be like, excuse me, you know? And it was just be like, Oh God. And I, I, you know, and I think he maybe thought it was funny or he was very childish. And so that was like, I think he thought, Oh, they think it's funny or, or I'm just allowed. I don't know. He, he could have been on the spectrum for all I know, like yeah. <laughs> looking back, you know, Indeed. but uh, he, he definitely, those, those being on the spectrum doesn't excuse, uh, it, it, it doesn't excuse <laughs> uh, uh, sexually harassing people. That's a separate issue. Yeah. I want to be clear, but yeah, but yeah, <laughs> but, yeah well, he was very mad when I left the job to go pursue my dreams and, you know, um, and he even said something crazy. He goes, he was just like, first of all, he wouldn't talk to me. He just held up a newspaper in front of his face while I was like trying to talk to him for for several days. He just, whenever I walked in his office, he would just pick up something and so that I couldn't see his face. He would wow. like, cover it. And finally he That's talked easy. to me because I'm like, Doug, I, I have work to do. Like, I, <laughs> I need you to answer this question. <laughs> and he finally was just like, can I just... Could, could, could I pay for you to go to business school? Is that how we keep you? <laughs> it's like, looking back, I'm like, God, that was dumb of me not to take up that offer.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, anyway. so he might be on the spectrum if he's like that unaware of how horrible he is to work for.
3: I don't know. I mean, he was coddled. He His secretary was this very eccentric woman. <laughs> Who uh, always would talk? She treated him like a like a child, you know, and and would oh, I've got to get Doug's tea ready, you know, and she she would just do whatever he needed and never like fight back, and uh, and then she'd always make comments about how she was working on a novel and that it was <laughs> a thousand pages,
2: <laughs> and anyway, it was called it was Ain't Doug
3: Grand. <laughs> Well, we were always like, she's in love with him. She's clearly in love with him. It sounds like a circus. Yeah, that was right. The whole place was a bit of a wild place to work. And uh, and they were a little uh, rough around the edges when I got there in terms of like, because what, what we did was securities fraud. So they, they were plaintiff's lawyers. So they would like go after... Uh, the invest you know they would go after huge companies so like the big example I would give is Enron the when I worked there was when Enron and all that stuff was happening and they would in addition to criminal cases um, the investors would like go and sue companies that had like misrepresented their finances, you know so the the shareholders can fight back with civil cases and that's what my law firm did was represent the class of shareholders against these companies that had done financial wrongdoing and try to win back some of the money now when i got there i was it was framed to me like we're the good guys you know uh we go after the big bad guys but then after a while i i mean i was very naive i was very young and i was like well are we really the good guys if you know we're taking, you know, a huge cut of the, of the settlement. And each partner in this firm is making, you know, millions. And then the, the, but the shareholders are seeing pennies on the dollar return. You know, when you get something in the mail, that's like, you're, you're a member of the class. <laughs> yeah. you're, you are entitled to a settlement of $1 and 28 cents. you know, uh, The lawyers on those cases are making like $20 million. Yeah. Yeah. You know, And so there was some weirdness there, Um, but they were a little bit of a boys club when I got there. But by the time I left, which was five years later, they had started to get more success and they had won some very big cases. And so they were more in the public eye and they had started to try and be a little more straight laced with the behavior around the office and, you know, not, you know, and not being sued for sexual harassment and things like that.
2: But still (laughs) farting
3: still i don't think what i from what i heard a few years after i left doug doug was either ousted or he or he kind of left on his own so i don't know (laughs) i'm sure he's on a sailboat right now just (laughs) farting in the
1: wind you know it's where you can fart out in the open sea you know it's like uh yeah he can be he can be all the doug that he can be out there that's
2: how his sail works
1: i you mean know. i just can't i i i'm just feeling like we've we've talked about some bad dugs uh, <laughs> on this show but this one might be you might have brought us the worst doug
3: yeah that, uh, he's a bad one but uh he liked he, you though it sounds like he liked me um but he was very volatile and would you know he was easily you just like when when the. i don't know if you've ever worked for someone or had someone in your life that was so crazy to deal with that. Like when, when he would call my phone, you know, these inner office phones, you could see the name of the person who's calling you like the extension or whatever. And when I could see that it was him, I mean, just the the spike of adrenaline and like stress hormones, like in my body when I would see his name, like, and I would just be like, "Ah!" and then I'd pick up the phone. Hi, Doug. (laughs) 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 Like, what can I do for you? (laughs) You know? And he'd just be like, Sarah 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 <laughs> just like oh, start the vocal no. with that one time I accidentally because oh, we would talk so much shit about him like the team would just it was like our path it was the only way we could survive was making fun of Doug in fact after he left I bet it was way worse to work there because you had nobody to unite around hating um but Doug oh by the way there was another guy named Jerry <laughs> who was his, who was awful as well. Oh Lord, We called him the Nestor. What? Oh my God, so when <laughs> these emails kept getting sent to the whole office that were like, "Whoever is leaving, please stop making a mess in the bathroom, please clean up after yourself in the bathroom." And we're all like who is this about? Because you know, all the women are like, who's leaving a mess? I'm not seeing a mess in the bathroom. Did I miss it? And I guess they were sending it to the whole office because they didn't want to like embarrass him. But my supervisor was like, oh, so I'll tell you what it is. Somebody goes in the men's bathroom and creates a nest of individual squares of toilet paper all over the seat <laughs> he's like it's like seriously crazy serial killer mental ill stuff happening like and they create this nest and then they leave it there and they don't clean it up and it's weird and instead of like and like my supervisor would like he's like i conducted an investigation i finally figured out who it was he's like i heard what he goes i was in the bathroom because he would always call me and he'd go come into my office And then you go shut the door and i would be like yes we're about to talk shit you know and and he goes i know who the nester is and he's like i was in the bathroom and i could hear someone ripping the toilet paper one square at a time (laughs) and i knew i was in the presence of the nester so i looked under the stall and i saw his shoes and (laughs) and then he like went around and figured out who it was and it was jerry (laughs) you know (laughs) (laughs) anyway uh uh yeah we used to make fun of doug a lot and jerry as well and um one time i responded to i like sent an email making fun of doug and i accidentally sent it to doug oh oh shit and i realized what i've done the moment i sent it and i'm i'm in a fucking panic because i am i'm so afraid of like getting in trouble like i just am not equipped to handle that and i'm like panicking and and sure enough doug's name shows up on the phone and i pick up and i'm like and i'm, gonna, I'm about to be like i'm so sorry you know and he goes sarah and he goes come into my office and i'm like <laughs> oh god and i go in there and he's like he's like you're funny he was like he thought i was like making fun of him like in a ribbing him kind of way, like I don't remember what the email said, but it was vague enough where he didn't understand that I was being mean to him. <laughs> and literally in that meeting, he we start talking about something else. And he's like, I think you deserve a promotion.
2: <laughs> wow. <laughs> Good work. Oh, that's so yeah.
3: I don't know how I got away with it, but I did. But those were some crazy days.
1: Okay. All right, well <laughs> I just, you know, we generally like to ask everybody who their top Doug is. Uh, we know who your bottom Doug is. And uh, yeah, and that only leaves me and Doug Mellard as the other Doug. So you don't really have a oh, uh,
3: shit. Don't
1: really have a top Doug, which is fine. Uh, we could let you uh, uh have um you know Doug Emhoff, the most powerful Doug in the world right now. Who's he uh, again? He's the uh uh second gentleman.
2: Oh yeah. <laughs> that
1: guy. Yeah. Uh, I always have to pause before saying his title because it it is tricky.
3: Yeah, um he's fine. Yeah, um, right? I mean, I would say Doug no offense Doug Miller, but Doug Benson's probably <laughs> I I don't know you well enough yet yeah, Doug Miller, right. to like to really fully judge. So, I'll lump you in <laughs> As like a, a tag on, but Doug Benson's got to be my top Doug. I mean, I don't you know go. if there's another Doug. I mean, there's that cartoon Doug. Uh, I, I find he was annoying, right? And then, <laughs> well, they say he was say uh, he
1: was supposed to be funny, but I don't. Uh, I can't even conjure up. Like, I don't know what he sounds like. I've just seen draw, you know, the drawing, this sort of stick figure yeah, drawing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I have um, never. Paid attention yeah. to that show. I think Doug's yeah, avoid that show because they feel they fear the, you know, they, they feel like it's already got an axe to grind with yeah. people named Doug.
3: Um, yeah. I think you might be my t- Doug. Doug. Well,
1: that's an honor, I, I must say. And we discussed this a little bit earlier. It kind of came up, but the fact that so many people are named Sarah, mm-hmm. do you have, have you just had constant relationships with other Sarahs through, throughout your whole <laughs> life?
3: Yeah. It, well, it's hard to avoid other Sarahs. Um, yeah.
1: See, cause we don't see dogs at all. You know, we hardly ever run into dogs, yeah. but Sarah's That's are a out thing.
3: There. Yeah. Yeah. Sarah's are out and about and um, you know, I, I never really have, I think if you're someone named Sarah, you don't feel one way or another competitively with other Sarahs because there's just so abundant that you don't really look at another Sarah and feel, oh, there can only be one, you know, how dare you. Um, or like, but,
1: you never look at one and go, that doesn't look like a Sarah to me.
3: <laughs> yeah, I, there was a thing recently where people were like looking up on Urban Dictionary their name and like what it meant and the description of Sarah was so wildly off of what I thought it would be. It was just like, Sarah is hot as fuck, you know, and it was just like, I guess there are some really hot Sarahs, but I never thought of me and my name as like a hot name. I always thought it was just like Sarah plain and tall as there's a book called Sarah plain and tall, which I very much relate to. Um, <laughs> from growing up. It's like a kid's book. Um,
1: have you seen, this is a out of nowhere question, but have you seen uh, either of the Tall Girl movies?
3: <laughs> no. Um, I didn't see either of them. But I, I saw the preview of the first one and I mean, everybody was making fun of it and being like, what the fuck? And, you know, I was like, I don't know. I I, I do to be a very tall woman is stressful it, it it's not great you, you know um, but it's just like anything everyone has something that sets them apart in their head that kind of like makes them not cool growing up and what you, whatever it is you get bullied for everybody's got something usually yeah and uh, but being a tall a really tall girl I'm 5'10 so I'm on the border I'm like the first height you are to I'm on the low end of tall I'm classified as tall But I don't have some of the problems that I think a six foot plus woman has, which is like, you know, comments you get or being treated like whatever way. But, um, you know, people go, well, models are tall, so they're treated better. And I'm like, you have to be like so skinny and tall to be a model that that's another species on us. <laughs> but,
1: <laughs> but, um, yeah, they're weird. They're definitely yeah. living. And a so, different... so,
3: yeah. And, but, um, I didn't see those movies, but I definitely was like, you know, I know we're all making fun of it, but you know, there is a thing to being a tall woman. Like, you know, uh, I never well, get that this feeling of like being small, and like you know like i always want to be like oh i just want to feel tiny or like a guy like when i see little like little like when i see smaller <laughs> women being like thrown around like cheerleaders or like uh you know being carried over the the you know you're being care like uh like carried over the what is it called the, the threshold you know, The threshold, yeah it's like the bride i'm always like what's that like it's like Uh, unless I'm around a very large guy, I'm like, I just, when you're really tall, you don't get some of that uh, fun stuff that shorter girls get, you know, which is you get to be tossed around. And that sounds fun. I'm just,
1: I'm just tripping on the, the, that expression has always existed like carrying her over the threshold, but Mm -hmm. it's basically saying there's a, that there's a line, an imaginary line between where you're not having sex yet and you're and you're having sex like you carry her over the <laughs> threshold the finish line the goal post yeah, under the goalposts yeah. And, oh what a disgusting it's express- all so <laughs> fucked up yeah <laughs> uh oh man you just gotta get it over the threshold like yeah. it's gotta be like an adventure movie and she's being saved and uh but this, yeah. these uh, this ca- tall girl two. I just watched it because it just came out on uh, Netflix, and I'd never seen uh, Tall Girl one. But mm-hmm. um, but you know she's in high school and she's you know taller than everybody else. And like the boy that you know she wants to have a boy girl you know romance with is like uh, you know too short for you know he's super you know he's yeah. not short he's just regular or whatever. Yeah. he's just way shorter than her, and so that makes it you know difficult for them. Uh, you know but it is a cute movie but it's it's uh, also for me it was fun because I asked I wanted to know if you'd seen the you know the first one because I don't know how much music's in the first one but in the second one she gets cast as the lead in the school musical and it's Bye Bye Birdie mm-hmm. so there's just random numbers from Bye Bye Birdie throughout the <laughs> uh, throughout the movie and and so I, I enjoyed that aspect of it I thought uh, that part was fun
3: yeah i mean Um, that's another stereotype i think the ingenue in in musicals and stuff you normally wouldn't think would be a very tall woman so i I, i'd be interested to see that but yeah
1: yeah. well yeah the shorty that you know normally gets the lead in the school shows it's her rival is very very upset and always pointing to how she's too tall to uh for the (laughs) role it's (laughs) it's <laughs> such
3: silly shit to make a whole movie out of though you do have to admit it it's like, what the fuck Dude, two movies uh. <laughs> two well also movies. it's
1: like it's like you can have you can, it's you know it's easy to have a girl that's too tall to for all the other high school students just cast a 24 year old woman <laughs> and uh no i don't know how old she is in real life but well she's i like definitely you know
3: my first husband was shorter than me you know and we got divorced over it so no just kidding um. <laughs> 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 no but yeah i mean it's it's you won't you don't want to admit that you're like someone who cares about that stuff and i feel bad you know like i'm never like i i have dated guys that are and liked guys that have been attracted to guys that are short considered short i have never really had uh, a thing about it, but there is just this overwhelming thing about the man should be taller than the woman. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, why? <laughs> so I'm glad they dug into that oppression.
1: Yeah. You know, yeah, and it's, yeah. you know, it's a, I guess, you know, it's probably based on YA books or something. And it's definitely yeah. not, not for me, but I, I just watch everything that uh, goes to number one on Netflix. Cause I just think it's uh, interesting. Uh, Uh, You know, watching what,
3: you
1: know, being able to know what the most popular thing on the uh, service is at a given time and just sort of watch it and and agree or disagree with everybody on uh, whether it should be popular. But we're out of time. That was an amazing uh, hour. It just flew by. Yeah. And uh, thank you so much for joining us. Your podcast is called The Schaefer Shakedown. Yeah and uh what else would you like to plug
3: that's it i talked about my book and the podcast you know that's where you can find a way to support me if you liked anything i said
1: <laughs> anything at all especially <laughs> especially if you have a doug or jerry in your life uh who is a complete weirdo like what happened with the (laughs) the squares on the toilet i don't know never confronted about
3: it i don't think it was ever figured out i think maybe he was shamed enough by the office emails to like find another bathroom somewhere in the building to do that weird behavior so i don't know (laughs) i mean i just
1: i first of all i want to do it (laughs) <laughs> I, I want to go. Somewhere, Maybe there's something to it and yeah. leave because <laughs> then somebody there is going to be have heard of this sort of thing happening and think, oh, no, we're going to this is what we've got. You know, like anytime I go to audition somewhere, just go into the. Can I borrow the key for the bathroom and then go in there and do that? Yeah. Um, <laughs>
2: <laughs> the nester. That sounds like the lamest Batman villain ever.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, What are you plugging right now, Doug Mellard?
2: I will be in Oklahoma City March 4th and 5th with uh, opening for my buddy Dan Cummins uh, at Bricktown. And then it's a little ways out, but April 10th, I'll be at the Commodore Perry Estate uh, helping raise money for the Other Ones Foundation, Helping the Homeless. It's a great foundation. And uh, that'll be hosted by Anthony from Queer It's going to be a fun time, April 10th at the... Commodore Perry estate here in Austin, Texas. Check it
1: out. Awesome. And uh, we'll give out more deets as they become available, but it's looking very good for us to be doing a wide roll of Doug's uh, taping with a live audience at, uh, in Austin, Texas, at a date and time and venue uh, to be determined. Uh, And that's uh, during uh, South by Southwest in March. Uh, Douglas Movies is going to be at the Sacramento Punchline Saturday at 4:20, and all of my dates are at DouglasMovies.com. Thanks again, uh, Sarah Schaefer.
3: Thanks for having me.
1: For talking to us, and Ryan, get ready. This one's only three words. Uh, until next time, <laughs> Doug and Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> Got
2: it.